because he used his coat to split the water, which is basically Moses and Benny Hinn combined. Welcome one and all to the Church Buds podcast. We're just a couple of guys who go to church together, hanging out, talking about things uh, that won't make it into a sermon or a testimony. To kick things off, we just want to thank you for taking the time to listen in. We are thrilled to have you and we hope you stick around. We want you to be able to match your voice to a name. So we're going to take just a couple of seconds to tell you a bit about ourselves and how we came to know one another. To start things off, I'm going to let our pastor, Brother Nick Barker, tell you about himself. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Nick Barker. I am a, a pastor of a, a apostolic Pentecostal church uh, in Grayson, Kentucky. Um, I work for a, a big corporation in a call center uh, and raise a, a six-year-old little girl and uh, work on a church. Uh, and that's pretty much my entire life in a, nurse, in a nutshell. Thanks, I'm Derek Simmons. And uh, I'm actually... Nick's first cousin. I too am a UPC. I licensed minister. Uh, I also work for a large telecommunication company in a call center as a manager. Uh, I'm a worship musician. I play guitar. Um, and I actually got to baptize the next guy that's going to introduce himself. And I'm that guy. Uh, my name is Dustin Lawson, uh, but I'm also a worship musician for our church. I play everything I can get my hands on poorly. Um, I came to the to the church with, with Brother Derek and Brother Nick under the flirt to convert method. Uh, it's 100% effective. Uh, I met my future wife who forced me to come to church to hang out with her. I met these guys who introduced me to Jesus as more to, you know, someone to pray to other than, than when you see blue lights in your rearview mirror. And uh, and it's all it's all been nothing but a blessing since. I also work at uh, an undisclosed call center. Uh, with these other two guys. We've been friends for how long now? Probably, now you guys have been a lot longer, but I just kind of came into the fold, what, about seven years ago? Something I like that, seven probably. or eight years ago. It's been a while now. Yeah, our friendship yeah. is just that old enough to start right. talking back. Speaking of which, I, if I, I, I failed to mention that I have a wonderful, beautiful wife named Samantha, and that I have an 18-month-old baby named Isaiah that if my wife does take bother to listen to this, I'm going to get yelled at for not mentioning it in my introduction. So. <laughs> That's okay. My wife's already informed me she's not going to listen to this. So we have nothing. I don't have anything to worry about. I can say whatever I want. Sure. Now, for, now for those of you who can't tell, we are not in the same room together. Uh, we have chosen to continue social distancing and maintain an appropriate amount of distance from one another. Now, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I am actually beginning to miss services. It was fun not having to pick songs for a week. Uh, but I am certainly ready to get back into uh, get back into the flow of things. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm out there with you. I'm, if you didn't realize, I was the only music in our church last Sunday, and uh, I, I forgot what a B minor chord was. If you if you go back and watch your Facebook live, it's uh, kind of weird to think that. And then you know, my, my wife is still complaining that she was the only that had to sing by herself. So it, it's unknown. It's uncharted territory. Oh, it is definitely uncharted uh, territory for us. I think uh, Sunday was our first live stream uh, service ever. Uh, it's the first time I've ever preached to a bunch of uh, empty pews. Uh, and I do realize how um, difficult it would be to do that week in and week out. 
if he didn't have a live congregation. Because, I mean, trying to preach to, uh, to uh, Derek sitting in front of me, running technical. I had my six-year-old in one of the pews. Uh, she was not in the service. I was nobody there. She was playing for a tablet. And then we had uh, our, our, our singer there uh, sitting in another pew. And uh, she was paying attention and stuff, but it's just so awkward because you're just trying to keep your focus on the, you know, on the camera and doing your best to deliver a message that you can't get any feedback for. And I have to admit that I did struggle with that, uh, trying to, to look like I was a competent preacher and not look like I was leading some sort of a cult uh, from like the early 2000s, like we're looking for a, a UFO uh, behind a uh, like Hellbot's Comet or something like that, Applegate guy. You know, wide-eyed, way too much wide-eyed, uh, and just completely off his, off his rocker. Uh, I understand why the videos like that look that way now, because it was really hard uh, to try to preach in that environment. I was thinking much more like Taliban ransom demanding is how you were going with it. That's, that's what I was going with. So. Well, that'll work. The, the, uh, the, I don't know if anyone has sent any, any uh, times or anything this week, so I don't know if we were effective at that. <laughs> We just had a flag in the background. I mean, the wrong one. Well, at least we had a better lighting than uh, the Taliban does. Yeah. I mean, we did have that. We had uh, you know some great uh, audio equipment. I just don't know how well the preacher did in the uh, in the midst of all that change. My uh, little girl has an extensive collection of Barbie dolls, and I thought about just lining the pews of barbecue uh, Barbie uh, Barbie dolls for uh, next week or this week, I guess. <laughs> I don't preach? know if uh, I don't know if Malibu Barbie's into holiness or not, but you know somebody's got to preach to her. So Derek, as far as uh, as far as you know, covering the music and everything, how did it how did it feel for you? Did you did you feel because I know that you said that you felt weird and and all that, but I mean, was it was it more stressful playing in front of the camera, or was it is it normally more stressful for you playing you know in front of our our normal congregation? One thousand percent more stressful playing in front of the camera. Kind of, kind of go a little technical on this. We we ran this through uh, through my MacBook. I was and we ran the the audio off of a main board and into a USB interface. So I, I did all this running around and sound checking before service, but I forgot to turn the house music back on. So the introduction and the first time we did praise songs was to nothing but just silence of what the acoustic guitar would you could hear and what you could hear my wife singing at. So there was no house music to reference from. And Nick also preached his entire message with no feel of how loud he was talking because I forgot to turn the house back on. So anyone that out there that has ever done uh, music, you'll you know how, how fun that is. And it's, it's a, just excruciating. Like it, it's one of the worst things in the world to not know, to be playing and not having any idea how it was sounding. So if, if I was out of tune or if anything was, I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing about that too. Is I mean, we've played. I mean, to you know, some some larger congregations, not huge by any means, but you know, I've. You know, normally if you mess something up, you can you can smile about that real time and, and just kind of move on because you don't really have much of an option. But if you mess up on camera, you know everybody's going to know. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna come back to it time and time again. Uh, oh yeah, or at, or at least or at least yourself. You, you know you'll you'll go back. <laughs> that, and that's it. Cringe. 
it goes back to the only people that really know when we mess up is the people that are playing music. Everybody else doesn't even notice it, but we, we can't stand it. And it just, it sticks with you. You know, the Bible says make a joyful noise. It doesn't say it always has to be in the, the right key or on the right time. And thank God, because we're Pentecostal. Sometimes we don't get either one of us right. So. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. I comfort myself with that verse uh, because there's nothing that you I should. do that's talented. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. There's nothing I do that's talented, but it is joyful and it is loud and it is noise. It's just not in rhythm or in tune or a key or time. Or Amen, right brother. Words. Amen. You didn't get any last Sunday, but I'll amen you right now. So. Well, here's the worst thing. So I went back and I don't usually go back and, and listen to my own sermons. So I did go back through and I did sample through the video just to try to kind of see what might go better next time. And I realized the camera shot was really wide. So there's a part where I'm over just into the edge of the camera view with my hands up, worshiping, while you guys are doing like the first song or maybe the last song. And because I'm trying to be quiet because I don't want to pick up, because it must be the first song because it was like dead quiet in that church. So, like, it looks like my lips are glued together. And, like, I've got, like, something in my mouth that doesn't let me open it. I'm doing my best <laughs> not to talk or not to whisper the lyrics or say anything. Uh, but I've got my hands up. So, it's a weird little clip. I'm just uh, glad that not to, it didn't get picked up as any kind of meme or anything. Uh, that's Give probably the biggest it's, fear. It still might. Give it a challenge. You, you just told it to the worst people. It's a, <laughs> that is true. accepted. That is that is true. That will be awkward. And one thing I noticed was like when I went back to look at the live video, I guess I don't know how it chooses the frame that it shows people. But like for some reason, I either keep my hands up off the pulpit for the most time or got my hands raised most of the time or it just looks for like the most active looking shots. Because in it, I've got my hands up like I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> and like we're just waiting for the heel to drop or something. It's the weirdest thing when I check out that, uh, that live video. So are you telling me you're the Ricky Bobby of internet preaching? Like you don't know what to do with your hands? <laughs> That's not the worst thing you could be. <laughs> so wait, now, Nick, did you have the, like the over-the-ear mic that you normally use last yes. Sunday? Yeah, I had that little. And it was, and it, was it was for nothing. What do you mean it's for nothing? Well, I mean, you didn't have the you didn't have the sound turned on, right? Oh no, I was preaching in complete silence. <laughs> it I mean, sounds good on the, the Facebook on the live, live video. video. Yeah, it sounds great in the video because it's coming off the board into the the video feed. But yeah, he didn't hear himself at all. The mm -hmm. only person that could hear me the way that people on the outside could hear me was Derek. Because he had I, the headphones set on. Yeah, had cans on so I could hear everything. Monitoring the uh, sound, the levels and everything in real time. Uh, so it was uh, more than a little awkward. But it was all right. We got through it. I mean, we have to do what we have to do. Well, I think it's just kind of like what we're doing right now. It's just going to take some time. Hopefully, we don't have to take too much time because, like I said, I would just soon actually be in a, in a normal church service. I mean, it's, you know, with, with any of that stuff, it just takes a little bit of time to get into it, right? Oh, yeah, it does. 
And, and about, the initial, about the time we master it, it's going to uh, it's going to go back to normal. Be my guess. Well, here's the thing: it's another tool that we have to reach people and to spread the gospel. Now, I do have my doubts about uh, social media preaching. I just do, but we may reach somebody out there who will make contact that we can talk to that we would have never crossed out there in the real world. And somebody may end up being saved, and I believe that they will. Uh, I would love nothing better on a live stream the next coming weeks to baptize somebody. Oh uh, we gosh. can that clean that baptistry, sanitize it, baptism uh, live with a couple of their family members there, and, uh, and actually have a live baptism uh, for hundreds of people to watch at, at one time. So, I mean, there is that possibility, and that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that this does reach somebody that we would normally not get to preach to. But leaving the 99 without having to go out of your way. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, kind of a simplified version. You're not really having to sacrifice too much um, to, to do that. Now, of course, I mean, the, the church in and of itself is sacrificing because, you know, we, we see each other every day at work, but it's not the same as being in church together. You know what I mean? But right. it's... Um, like you said, I mean, there are, I guess there are upsides and downsides to anything, but especially with, with anything social media related now, uh, in this, in this day and age, like it's, it's a useful tool. It's, right. I believe there is some value in it. Uh, but for right now, I think the biggest valuable thing we have is that it can be used to keep everybody on the same page. Right. It can be used to keep building up your brothers and sisters to stay in contact with people uh, and wait this out. Uh, you know, initially when we closed the church, I had made the decision to be closed down for like two weeks. At this point, I'm reassessing that because, I mean, it may sure. be even longer before we can return to actual live services. Talk about like outside the box things. I was actually just going through email uh, while Pastor was talking, which is something I normally don't do when Pastor talks, but it's, <laughs> I think it's yeah, yeah. on a podcast. Um, but I, I was looking in the next uh, sexual youth rally um, is going to be on April the 10th and it's going to be live stream only. And they're going to have brother Hodges who preached hers actually doing a live stream um, All right. only at, uh, at seven thirty for on April the 10th. And so I thought that's, that's a really cool idea. Like that's, you know, and maybe somebody that I invited to her church that didn't come out, I can at least get them to sign on to a webcast and hear a great man of God and maybe, we, we can get through something with that by just promoting it. Um, sure. Because I'm willing to try either. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that, you know, if something doesn't work, let's try it, try another way. And talk about seeing things on social, like, if, if you're not on social media with other, you know, men and God, um, brothers and sisters, and, and, you know, evangelists, you're missing out because, you know, brother Nick's talking about, I saw some people that have baptized people based on a, a live stream video. People, you know, I wind up showing up at a church. And that just encourages me. Like, yeah, there's still, you know, God's still got this. He's, he's going to win. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. We can't be in the traditional service that we're into. We just got to keep going. And he's going to make this, you know, this what seems to be a negative thing into something positive that he can get some glory out of. I can die enough of the COVID-19 talk. Right. Uh, here's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try something fun. We had this idea on the way to men's retreat a year or so ago. Um, two out of the three of us are avid sports fans. 
and uh, the other one refers to the Kansas City Chiefs as the Kansas Chiefs and yep. has more important things to worry about. Um, but, you know, for, for me and Brother Derek, with Corona shutting down every solitary opportunity for, for joy in sports, uh, I decided that I would kind of take matters into our own hands. So, gentlemen, we're going to do a draft. Uh, I, want you to, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to picture this for me, and then we'll explain how this is going to work. Super simple, uh, but we'll, this, this will be fun. So you have the opportunity to host a four-night revival. You're going to preach the last night. You've got three men from the Bible to preach each one of those nights. So nights one through three, you got to have somebody that's that's from the from the Bible. You can't use Jesus. Nobody gets the home run. I'm so excited! We're going to kind of. I can't even hide it. Like I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. I. I get. I've thought. Of, I've thought about it more than more than I care to. So normal. Well, that's a fun snake, thing. Yeah, this yeah, this will either be either like the coolest thing and the greatest thing we've done, or a train wreck with no brakes on the train. I don't know if you. Well, I'm excited because I mean, either way, I'm excited. We can we can do both. It can be both a train wreck and amazing. I love it. I, I don't I don't know if you've heard me perform <laughs> new songs or not, but that's basically how that goes. Is <laughs> they're really cheap. good, but it's terrible. That should be your GATT worship motto. <laughs> What's that? It's bad, but it's exciting. Yes, a train wreck, but it's exciting. <laughs> hey, we I like exciting it. church. I, I'm sorry, undisclosed church. Hey, I oh, will no. tell you about a I'll video that somebody shared to me. Um, these people were of a Pentecostal persuasion, uh, with like uh, the ladies with the hats and the guys with the gold jackets and the works. And they're Sergeant. having a worship song in their living room. And the lady who is either lead guitar or bass or some sort of guitar, um, well, she has a, a Holy Ghost breakdown right in the middle of it. And, like, she bowls the, uh, the dude over, and ultimately they knock the camera set and the whole thing over because they're trying to keep this together in one shot, so they're just a little bit too close together. And I just imagine that that's how it's going to be when we all get to get back to worship together. It may be a bit on the exciting side, but it should be. It would all should be exciting to go to church, you know, especially go to church together. Well, I don't know about everybody else, but, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to make up for lost time. <laughs> so let me, let me explain how the, how the draft works. Um, most, most drafts are snake drafts, which is like one, two, three, three, two, one. Uh, I kind of ran over some, some numbers in my head that, that would put a couple of people at an advantage and Derek essentially at a disadvantage. So what we're going to do is we're just going to run as normal. One, two, three, one, two, three, all the way down through, uh, like I said, you get three total. And if you can, to the best of your ability, I'm more so for me than, than you guys, because Again, you probably know a little more about it than I would, but uh, if you could try to give an explanation as to why it is that, that you would actually even want this, uh, want this person on your quote-unquote team, so to speak. Uh, so we'll go ahead, and we are going to kick things off with Brother Nick. And Brother Nick, you are on the clock. Ooh, how much time do I have? Uh, we'll see how much time you take up. We're just going to edit that out however long you take. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
I will go, since this, I'm going to be preaching at the end. So for night number one, I draft to my platform, John the Baptist. Jesus says okay. that he's the greatest prophet, born of woman, and all he preaches on is repentance. So I'm going to choose him for night number one. Let's get them all softened up. Wow. Okay. I like it. I feel like there was a stretch pick right there. <laughs> so, uh, I guess it's on me now, right? Yeah, that's that's right. All right, so I'm going to take Peter. If you need to know, Rod, just read Acts chapter two. And uh, okay, I think that the man that preached the first message after the day of Pentecost, I'm going to have him kick off things in my revival. Okay, all right, that's a good choice. I like that one too. Again, you're starting. You're starting fast. I'm kind of gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go the same way. Uh, I'm actually. I'm gonna go with Paul. Uh, just because you know his testimony and his exhortation would be unbelievable. Uh, you know. You know how at the beginning of those conferences, how you always have the the video showing like where the guy came from and all that kind of stuff. He's probably going to have that. So what we what we want to what we want to start with to kick things off on 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 my my church service, which I guess I'll have somebody stand in for me, uh, would you know that's that's the reason why I want him, is I want everybody want everybody fired up to to start off with. I guess with Paul, like his conversion story is going to put Victor Jackson being a basketball player, the guy converted kind of to nothing right at that point. So right. yeah, I guess the person that was killing right. all the Christians, it's kind of yeah, good good pick. I I, w- I would have picked Victor Jackson, but he wasn't in the Bible. He was not. Lee <laughs> <laughs> Stone wasn't was alive back then either, in case you're young and listen to this, if you're wondering. No, Abraham Messer say, may have been, though. <laughs> I know some guys that think they're in the Bible. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not listen, no Lord no. bless him. Lord bless him. <laughs> I, hear the, I hear the producer going, no, no. Nick's about to preach, and he don't even know it. All right. <laughs> not yes. two. Who you got? Ooh, night two. So night number one, we got John the Baptist preaching right. on repentance. Uh, because there's nothing better than having an evangelist call a congregation a den of vipers. Okay. <laughs> All right. So night number two, uh, appearing by direct way of the Lord would be Philip. Okay. We'll fill the baptistry up. Let him get uh, the book of Isaiah out. And teach baptism. <laughs> baptize some people on night number two. Okay. So you're so you're softening them up to begin with, and then changing them right off the right off the rip. Okay. So I like it. That's not that's not bad. I I go to that one. I could I can figure out a way to get around work for that. All right. So so brother Simmons, who, who's uh, who's your number two? Uh, I'm gonna go Old Testament. And I'm going to bring Elijah in because, I mean, anybody that can call down fire from heaven is going to be better than any light show or any, like, stage production, church preaching thing. So I'm, I'm going to bring Elijah in, and I'm going to have him just challenge some prophets of Baal. And let's just see what happens. So I just want you to understand, and I will send you, I will send you a picture when this is over. I have a list of, of people, and you're, you're, stealing, you're stealing the picks already. You, you took you took number number three from my list, so I had to go to number three. So Nick Nick Nick's picks have not made my board yet, so that's good. But he's he's got his own reason. I like he does. it. I'm, I'm with it. No, yeah, I get it. 
we maybe we should have asked the purpose of this revival. Because Derek picks Peter, and then he turns around and picks Elijah for the light show. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm getting attention. <laughs> Can you imagine how many hits my Instagram page for my church is going to have? <laughs> See, okay, so here's oh, the thing. Man. I have kind of a, if you will, a player profile for every one of these, for every one of these uh, people. That's exactly what I did. And then, again, this is, this, is, this is why we became friends away from the rest of it. That's why we're friends. <laughs> the, what I have for Elijah is because he used his coat to split the water, which is basically Moses and Benny Hinn combined. <laughs> nice. On a more serious question, if Elijah comes, calls down fire from heaven, would it be okay to roast a pig beside the fire? Yes, because everything pigs are now clean because you can read about yes. Peter going to Cornelius' house and we're fine. Elijah oh, can try a pig for the first time in his life and oh, taste it. It is good. I really talk think the, that's talk about taking the heaven. preacher out to eat. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That sounds, that's way better than, uh, I'm not going to say any of the names of restaurants around here. I'm just going to, we're just going to leave that, we're just going to leave that alone. So for my second pick, I have, I have Paul. My next pick, and let me explain it before everybody gets up in arms. I want Zacchaeus. <laughs> I think I know where it's going. First of all, because the church needs to stay afloat. And I believe come time to collect tithes, he would know what to do. Mm-hmm, and you know nice. that, it, and you know that he'd be willing to climb the rafters. So you know he's <laughs> going to stick around. Ooh. And then, lastly, it would be nice to have someone that I'm taller than on the platform. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yes. I knew that was coming. <laughs> so I he mean, wouldn't I've, be the only person that needs something to stand on behind the pulpit. Absolutely. Uh, I've always said that I wanted to that I wanted to fade into the background. Um, and that's mostly because I don't have a choice because I'm standing behind Derek, who is a mountain of a man. And, uh, and I, it's hard to, it's hard to be seen when you're, when you're basically having to sit on a booster seat to play drums. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, all right, Nick, you have John, you have Philip, Derek, you have Peter, you have Elijah. And then I have Paul and Zacchaeus. So Nick, Here's your last pick. This is the one to 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 go right before you. Ooh. I am so torn right now. Because I'm trying to decide the purpose of the revival. Because I've got a guy in mind, if everything went south, that I could have <laughs> preach the night before me. But I think I've done. A, I think I've built up a pretty good team here. So we got John the Baptist preaching yeah. repentance, calling people vipers. Uh, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, we got <laughs> Philip, who just who's a, who's a apparently a baptism machine. And then after that, it's your last guy. Everybody wants to look good. You know, if you're the host pastor or you're the host evangelist, you want to look good on the last night. Or you want results on the last night. So I think I'm going to have John the Revelator come and preach on Revelation. Little hellfire and brimstone, four horsemen action going on. That's good. 
should make them pretty easy to leave to to love into the altar, uh, to the altar on uh, on that fourth night. All right. So follow up question to you: You've got your you've got your group said and done with. What are you preaching that fourth message? Oh, we're preaching about the love of uh, Christ. Uh, the Bible says that um, that you know that we know nothing except a Christ and Him crucified. Right. I read a quote by a senior pastor somewhere who had many years of experience, and he says that on Easter, uh, young pastors preach eloquently, and seasoned pastors preach Jesus Christ and Him mm. crucified. Right. So that would be right. night number four. So that way we could hit all the points, and uh, and then try and then uh, let the love of Christ bring him to the altar on that fourth night. That's good. I like it. Simmons, you know where this is going, man. Who's uh, who's your third pick? See, I'm, I'm once again, I'm, I'm really split on this one. Still on the board, which at, at this point is it's kind of crazy. You, you have Elijah who. I picked Elijah in the second round, and Elijah has a double portion of what he has. Uh-huh. But you don't I'm have also, to. You don't have to take him though, because you already have Elijah. Don't worry about that's, that. That's, and also, I'm thinking like I don't want to go directly after the person that has the double portion of the person that I preached on night two. Like that's that's fair. Yeah, ooh, that's good. That's good strategy. Okay. So I'm I'm really thinking that I, it's kind of what what Nick's saying, but I'm going a little bit farther. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament, but I'm going to go with Amos. Oh, okay. So if you've never read the book of Amos, um, and I know this is going to get on a lot of people's nerves, but if you don't read it in the King James Version, you read different translations of the book of Amos, it starts with Amos walking up to a people that are overweight and obese, and he refers to the women as fat cows in his introduction, the message. And I figure if I bring that guy in, and then I preach the next night, I'm going to say about anything I want. And I'm going to sound like the greatest preacher ever. And I, that, that's just kind of how I'm thinking. Like that, that's, I know it's a little self-serving, um, but I think Amos is, is, is kind of the guy that just tells it how it is. And then it's going to allow me to have that build-up message to, uh, to bring everybody back in together. Okay. That's good. So you're bringing in the, um, the guy that calls everyone uh, fat heifers. Yep. That's, so it's so Jeff Arnold. Yeah, yeah. If Amos is unavailable, Brother Jeff Arnold's going to come and preach for me because he's almost right. old enough to be in the Bible as well. So <laughs> yeah. I say that with great respect because I I do love Brother Arnold. So if he so, ever, someone ever tells him what a podcast is and he figures out how to download this, <laughs> I don't think he'll be offended. No, no, he'll be laughing. So he does it, and he's a great man of God. I do it, and all of a sudden, my testimony's out of line, and I'm not allowed to be on the platform anymore. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> hey, let me tell you something I learned as a young preacher. So before I was pastor, I uh, was being trained by my pastor, and I listened to a lot of Jeff Arnold tapes until I said some things on the platform that got me censured. Uh, the reason being was I'm not Jeff Arnold. <laughs> uh-huh. we, won't say, we won't say the things I said it wasn't anything completely out of it wasn't, it wasn't anything bad it was probably just out of line uh, so you know you live and learn oh we, we know about uh, we know about being out of line that's, that's why we started this podcast so we had a place to, to say it all amen, yes. uh, amen. So, so I have 
I have a, a bit of an advantage uh, because I do have the last pick. But I feel like, again, that would it would be like following up with a Nick with a testimony. I don't have the information and the, uh, and the intelligence to knock that through. I thought about just kind of doubling up on Paul and going with Barnabas just because he had so much patience um, and, and kind of looked over Paul. I thought about going with Elisha. But here's my thought. You gentlemen uh, have heard me uh, speak from the platform at a very limited capacity. And, uh, and, you know, the Bible says that I come not with excellency of speech. And, uh, and I think God, I think that should be my, my life verse. <laughs> so what I want is somebody that is going to drive something home so that when I go up to preach, I'm not going to have to go out and just try to knock it out of the park. Okay. So I'm going to, so I'm going to take Haggai. He said, you have sown much and you bring in little, you eat a lot, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you're not filled. You clothe yourself, but nobody's warm. And he that earneth wages, earn wages uh, to put it in a bag with holes. So he's basically just ripping this entire group of people. But everything that he said was on point, which I don't know who doesn't know this about me, but I've said it time and time again, I kind of like having my toes stepped on every once in a while. So I think to, to round it out, it's not a big name. And I'm, I'm aware of that. Uh, with with so many with so many other you know people that were available, it seems silly to take it. But then now all I have to do is I just have to go up and the exact same thing that you said, brother Nick. Just get up there, preach out of Psalms, and and let God do His thing. So so that's my that's my last pick here. So we've got for Nick, John, Philip, and then John the Revelator. For Brother Derek, you have Peter, Elijah, and Amos. And for me, I have Paul, Zacchaeus, and Haggai. So, what I think I'll do, uh, we have the Twitter uh, page started up. I may put something over there and let people go in and vote to see who did the better out of the three. I was supposed to ascribe some kind of point system to these people, but I have no way of, of doing that. Anything I said was going to be completely – now, there's, there's no way I would have done that right. So, um, I'll be honest with you. As, as many – I don't know if, if you guys have, like, a list of names that you're running through, but you could just about run another one of these again. Oh, yeah. I thought about – Oh, yeah. I thought about Moses, just in case I started, like, say things kind of got out of the way. I figure oh. if he can split the sea, that he can split a sea of people, right? And get me out of there. Well, if you oh, take hey, Moses, I'm going to take Aaron because I actually want the guy that can speak. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I get nervous <laughs> sometimes, and I'm not the most elegant speaker. Moses would make me feel so much better about myself. I'm not making any fun of anybody that stutters or anything. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it would take Moses 30 minutes to give a five minute message for the, you know, for the stuttering and the nervousness and all that stuff. Sure. I thought about Moses and I really thought about for not three is Noah preached 120 oh, okay. years. Sure. Got well, no converts. <laughs> I mean, sure. surely you'd make me look good. So this is going to sound bad, but when anybody else hears Moses, does anyone else think of Mel Tillis? 
Is that too out of a sort of a reference? Mean, you mean male? M- 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 oh no! I actually, every time I think of Moses, there is an old uh, song by a guy whose last name I think it was Green, and he sings a song about Moses trying to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, and it is the funniest thing I've ever heard because he just takes all the belly aching from the people of uh, Moses' time and sure. turns it into a very poppy song. And then at the end, he relates it to all of us, how we've been given the land of milk and honey, and we're still not happy. Yep. Now, outside of the ones we talked about, did anybody have anybody else on this list that you would have that you would have picked? Would would Job have made for a good lesson? I mean, you, you could think? you could have the depression series. I mean, you could have oh, sure. like Jeremiah dealing with a difficult wife. Would be would uh, be Job. Yeah, yeah. That would be <laughs> that would be a little um, a little on the downhearted side. So the one okay. that shocks me that hasn't been picked yet is David. Oh, I think sure. that's our modern view of David. I, you know, we see him as a great king, but you know, there are certain things that uh, general Christianity is is not willing to forgive. Right. Yeah, he wouldn't allow him a platform repentance. for sure. Oh, right. I mean, that's a, and that's the that's the thing is that you know he's a man for God's own heart, and God may take his repentance. But that doesn't mean that the wider Christian world would. Right. Have you ever put any thought into that? That some of these things we see people do in the uh, Old Testament, that God, that they repent and God forgives them, that we wouldn't let them on our platforms. Is this the time when we make an inappropriate John Chris joke? Please do. I was going to go with Jimmy Swagger. Okay. Ooh, go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make fun of rock and roll all you want to, but. Yeah. If, if somebody's if somebody's listening to this podcast, they know they know who Jimmy Swagger is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's so. So what we want to do, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, uh, is we want to kind of hand things over to to Brother Nick and, and let him go ahead and, and maybe give us just kind of a word of a, of encouragement, um, or you know just something that uh, something that you've been reading on or studying on or something like that that. Uh, Again, just to kind of round these things out, just to remind everybody that regardless of what we've said here uh, tonight, that we are, in fact, Christians. Um, so this week, I've been thinking a lot about our relationship with Jesus, and not so much our salvation relationship, but our relationship with him through the Holy Ghost, where he is our comforter, and where he is our friend, and where he is our refuge in the time of trouble. Proverbs 18 and 24, it says this, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Another version of this uh, says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to run, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I am just so glad this week as the social distancing really kicks in 
that I have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I got a friend that sticks closer to me than you guys do. I've got a friend that sticks closer to me than my own family. I've got a friend that's closer to me than my church family. I've got a friend who's closer to me than my own pastor, and that is Jesus Christ. He is that friend that Proverbs is telling us about who sticks to us closer than a brother. But the thing is, we have to stick close to him. Even when we're at distance from each other, we have to watch out for temptation, watch out for being lackadaisical Christians, and stick close to Jesus. The Bible says that he is close to them that draw nigh to him or draw close to him. We need to use this time, but we can't be together to draw close to Jesus because he is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. That's, that's, a, that's a prevalent, that's a prevalent uh, piece of scripture, especially for now. You're absolutely right. Brother Derek, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? No, I, I, this has been fun, guys. I hope we continue to do this. Likewise. Again, we thank you for sticking with us while we figure this out. Uh, we're going to get better eventually. You may as well come on board and watch it happen. Uh, you can subscribe, leave a review, follow us on Twitter at ChurchBudsPod. Uh, you might actually be the first person to do so. We appreciate you and love you. God loves you more than we do. My brothers, Brother Nick, Brother Derek, I'll see you soon, okay? See, see you, guys. Bro.